Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. We, again, are so thankful for this opportunity. We pray for you. We we ask the Lord to uh, help us bring honor and glory to him through this podcast. We hope we're finding you in an awesome place today and uh, just using great energy to serve God and, and do your job and make a difference in folks' lives. And, uh, again, just just thank you. Thank you for being part of this. With me, as always, my friend Stephanie. And uh, good morning, Stephanie. How's things going? Good morning, Doug. Things are going decent. Um, I'll leave it there. <laughs> it's about where I am is decent. <laughs> well, and you know, decent's a better word than fine. You know, so <laughs> when you hear the word fine, you never know quite what's going on with that thing. So <laughs> I appreciate decent with this whole situation. Okay. I have to be honest with you. So we've been moving forward. And, you know, we have those days, folks, don't we? And it may be a day for you where it's just hard to even turn on the podcast and, and, uh, thank you for that. And, and, you know, and uh, sometimes it's hard even for the podcasters, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the world closes in, but then we get into God's word and something great starts happening. And, uh, like it always does when we read God's word, he, he kind of does some things in our hearts and our minds and pops us. You know, it's better than drinking a cup. I've been drinking a lot of iced coffee lately. I've kind of made my move away from Starbucks a little, saving a few bucks on driving down to get one and saving a few bucks on the drink. And I've been drinking those vanilla frappe things you buy at the, uh, you know, in the store, in the grocery store, those glass uh, bottles, the ones they didn't have in Louisiana, praise God. And I'm just slamming <laughs> those things. You know, they, they pop you right up. The caffeine's there, the sugar's there. You feel good about yourself. So anyway, so we've, we've changed up the order in which we do these uh, podcasts and what we've been doing lately. And this is the last week we'll tell you about that is we're actually looking at a characteristic of PTSD, just kind of get things going. Cause we know that a lot of you who are listening to us have hurting hearts. We know a lot of you uh, have PTSD or work with people with PTSD. So we always want to bring some characteristic up or something that folks are going through that we can think about. And, uh, one of the big ones, Stephanie is self-handicapping. And, and, and the idea behind that self-handicapping is, is, you know, talking yourself down, uh, for instance, it's like, you know, I'm not really good at these. I can't do that. Um, you know, how many people in this world, Thomas Edison's and the Ben Franklin's who invented things and the George Washington's, I'm so glad they didn't say, I'm not really good at this. I've never done this before. And, and that's what we call self-handicapping And with God. We really have no reason, no reason at all to get hung up in self-handicapping over in Proverbs 25, 28, he that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate in Titus 1, 8, all these different verses, but in first Peter four, seven, but the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch on to prayer and, and, uh, young men likewise exhort to be sober minded. So to come out there and with God, anything is possible. And, 
uh, with God. He, you know, have rule over your spirit. Trust God, and there's no reason you serve a great God. You've been bought with your price. Your body is a uh, a temple uh, of the Holy Spirit of God, and you have so much to offer. None, no one who's ever accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior really has any business saying you can't do something. Oh, what God can do! Remember that guy at the the well, Stephanie there, and uh, he couldn't even get up. Nobody would carry him to the well. But boy, he, his life changed. He got up and went out and served. And, and uh, we just need to trust in God. We can always pray. We can always wait. We can always be sitting by the well waiting for our turn is what that's all about. And what say you, Stephanie, on this self-handicapping? Well, I think it's a very serious subject. Um, I know it's something that I personally still, still struggle with. Um, I think it's very easy, especially for someone who has been through a lot of um, mental or verbal abuse, abuse or emotional abuse. This is a big one because, um, after something is said to you enough times about, you know, about, it's almost like they create an identity for you and they hammer that identity that they want you to have into you. And then you take it on and you do make it yours, whether you realize it or not. And I know this is something, um, early on that you, had to gently reprove me, um, with all of this subject, because I did believe, I really did believe, um, when it, you know, when it was said directly to me, you can't think for yourself, you are incapable of, of doing this. You just need to do what, I mean, almost like a indoctrination, propaganda, brainwashing. And I believed it 100% because that had been hammered into me for so long. Um, it had become my identity. Yeah. And to where they didn't have to say it then I was, I was, I was self-handicapping. I was in a sense self-destructing because that's what self-handicapping will lead to because I had, you know, all that brainwashing, all of that propaganda speech, so to speak, to use that term, it had worked. And to understand that, yes, if we look at things from a, from a strictly human perspective, Without Jesus Christ, I am incapable. Yeah. I'm capable of doing anything of any worth. But with Jesus Christ, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And there are times that I say, God, what does that mean? Because I can't do this. And he says, that's okay. I can. And I'm in you. And, and our hope is Christ in me. As Paul said, Christ in me, the hope of glory. And so our hope our confidence doesn't have to be this, this state of, I can't do anything. I'm too destroyed. I have no worth because that's not who we are as a child of God. We, we have worth beyond measure. We have so much worth. Jesus Christ died for us. Yeah. And so if we look at ourselves that way, yeah, we we are nothing without him, but because of him, we we're children of the King of Kings. Yeah. And so um, our focus has to has to get off of ourselves and onto who Jesus Christ is and how much He thinks of us, not what other people think of us. If if we go by what other people think of us, it'll drive us to suicide sometimes. Yeah. So our eyes have to be fixed on Jesus Christ because this this is a huge. This is a huge deal. This is something I still 
quite honestly, I still struggle with this one. I just don't tell you everything what I'm thinking because you'd, you know, you tell me to be quiet again. So, uh, but this is a big deal. This is a really important subject to cover. Yeah. And, and, you know, after years of, of being struck and, and, and talked down and, you know, so many who are listening to me, listen, folks, you know, as Stephanie said, we don't take this, um, you know, we don't take this anything but serious. This is real. This is something Stephanie's been through something I've been through. And we understand a lot of people listening to us have been hurt by this narcissistic abuse is a malignant form of that that seems to run ragged, especially in ministries around this country, though most are good, you know, half are knuckleheads. And, and, and God reminds us of this, you know, these narcissists who are constantly, you know, they'll, they'll build you up, they'll love, love bomb you, you'll think you're best friends with them, they're looking out for you more than anybody else on God's green earth, and then they strike you. And, and God warns us about that in 2 Timothy 3, he said, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to the parents, unthankful, unholy. Goes on to say, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers. Have you ever met anybody like that, Stephanie? Incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness. So that that one verse there, five, will mess you up, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. So so God's reminding us over here in 2 Timothy 3, saying, listen, there's a lot of people out there that are going to be more about pleasure. They're going to be more about being high-minded and heady. They're going to be arrogant. They're going to be proud of themselves. They're going to be covetous. They're going to be boasters. They're going to be blasphemers. They're going to be unthankful, unholy. And those people who sometimes make believe, Stephanie, you've seen this, I've seen it, that they're a pinnacle of holiness, that they're a pinnacle of separation, that they're a pinnacle of all things God, that they're a compendium of all his information, that, you know, this, this is just, folks, this is the stuff that will break you down. But here's the good news. When you get away from this and you go to God's word and you find in there, hey, there's people like this and we knew them, but we don't have to hang with them anymore. You know, God, uh, God doesn't make us stay. We, we don't have to be in a church that has people like this, or, you know, we don't mm-hmm. have to listen to, we don't have to be in a friendship with someone like this. If we're married to somebody like this, we don't believe in divorce, but we do believe in separating from it until the consulant can get everything right back up. Don't be hurt out there, brethren. Well, Please and, do and, not be hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And that is in the Bible. There is a, there is a, huh? how do I put this without just calling it out what it is? I believe it is a heresy being perpetrated in the Christian world that it is wrong to separate. It is wrong to um, walk away from people. And I know there's a lot of Christians that hate this term, but they, they, they hate the term toxic, which I don't understand because, I mean, we could just use Jesus terms. You know, he called people whited sepulchers and full of dead men's bones. So whichever you prefer. Um, yeah. But the Bible clearly says, Paul clearly stats, talks about in his epistles, he talks about heady, high-minded yeah. people. And he, says, yeah. and he says, from such turn away we are commanded to walk away get out from people like that and and yeah. a narcissist and there's I, I i just marvel sometimes and almost laugh at the way that it's interesting christians will attack these terms and it's like why are you so anti 
calling this out for what it is. And we can use the Bible terms. Let's call it devilish behavior because that's what it is. Um, Whatever term you want to use for it, we're told to walk away from it. And, you know, it's ironic to me that sometimes those people will treat you like they want you to walk away and then you choose to walk away. And then they're furious at you with walking away and tell you how unbiblical that was. Right. So it's just, it's, it's really funny the way they work in a sick way. Um, yeah, yeah. But we're told to walk away from them in scripture, from such turn away. And we're also told that we are more than conquerors through him that Amen. loved us. Yeah. And so if you've been in a situation where self-handicapping has become, for me, honestly, it had become a way of life. I literally was at a point where, and I still struggle with this, where I second thought myself all the time that God has had to become so precious to me. Walking with Jesus has had to become real to me because I I don't trust my own thoughts. I don't trust because it was said to me so much, pretty much that you're an insane person. Okay. Those weren't the words used, but that was what was insinuated that it left me leaving like I was feeling, losing my mind. Um, and so when you're left in a position like that, remember that because of Jesus Christ in you, you are more than conquerors because of his love. His love doesn't view you as incapable of thinking. His love doesn't view you as when you take a stand for him and love him above all else. He doesn't view that as a waste. He treasures that. And you set his your love on him and know that he has set his love on you. And because of that, no matter what people throw at you verbally, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, you have Jesus Christ. And because of that, you're more than a conqueror. Yeah. And I think that's pretty great. And, and let me just end this particular discussion by just adding, a, <clears throat> excuse me, what Stephanie just said. And, you know, folks, there's a litmus test for this. If, if you're not doing all you can do to be able to do your job, take care of your families, they got to you. And you got to regroup with God and his word. If, if you're just laying on the couch, barely getting by, not serving the way you should be, you might be self-handicapping yourself. If you're telling people, well, I'm really not that good at that, or I'm not that smart, or I haven't been educated enough, uh, let me tell you, God can do anything through you. And Stephanie talked about how. This is how it happened. This is how they ate away at me. This is how they took things away. And so I wanted to end this by giving you Absolutely. I, you know, I coached Stephanie through a lot of this self-handicapping stuff and what she's saying is absolutely right. She could talk for two hours and it would just make your hair curl and it would only scratch the surface. We probably have a hundred hours over knowing each other over the last four years or so of talking about this. Um, but, but I will last three years, but what I will say, uh, is, you know, test yourself. You know, and if you hear something coming out of your mouth saying, well, I can't do that, or I'm not gifted that way, or or whatever the case may be, stop and say, who's my God? Who do I serve? And, uh, and And there's, yeah. yeah. And there's a difference between walking humbly before your God and self-handicapping yourself. Exactly. And it's not a fine line. It's not even a gray area. There's a complete difference. Uh, one is where you're you're in submission to a great and a holy God, trusting him and moving out, getting your job done, getting your work done, getting out of the house, doing whatever it takes to be able to do what God has for you to do. And the other one is giving up. And, I, you know, I hate, and I'm not trying to simplify this, Stephanie. I, I think you know what I'm saying. I, I yeah, well, and, and the idea that 
when when God uses you to accomplish something, he gives you joy in accomplishing the task he's given you to do. Um, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I'll get done speaking and I'll almost go into a panic attack, second guessing everything I said, second guessing everything and going, oh, I'm sure I failed at that. I'm sure I did that wrong. And Rhonda Hicks and you guys, just people, you know who your friends are when you're in those places and your friends say, stop it. God used you today. Praise him for that. Thank him for that. Be encouraged that he is using you. He has a purpose for you. Don't lose the joy God's trying to give you in beating yourself up over something you didn't even do. Um, and so there's it, this is powerful. This subject, I mean, we could talk about this for two hours because this is one of Satan's main main modes of shooting fiery darts via via abuse. There's no other way to put it. When yeah. when a person is left trembling because they're so terrified that they completely blundered when they have no proof, no no one yeah they didn't blunder, but they have been put in that position so often. Wow, back up. Yeah, take a breath. Take time to heal. And take joy that God has a purpose for your life. Yeah. And, you know, maybe sit down with your pastor, your pastor's wife, you know, 99 out of 100 times, they're not going to be your problem. If they are, you go to another pastor, another pastor. But I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes we have to stop, take a breath and give ourselves some litmus tests and some Bible tests and say, hey, am I dealing with people who are truce breakers, false accusers, you know, fierce, despisers of those that are good traitors, high minded, yeah. arrogant? Am I am I dealing with people like this? And are they sucking the, the you know, everything I got out of me? Are they and folks extend no energy to those people? choose not to place your energy in that area. That's all I can say. You can be involved in a world war. Stephanie and I worked and were around some of the best narcissists on God's green earth. And I'll tell you, it's not worth your energy. It's not worth your energy. You know, keep yourself healthy, keep yourself right, keep your kids healthy, keep them right. Serve God in a wonderful way and put your energy toward God. Don't be the person, and I've been there, I say this to my shame, I've been the guy who's laid on the couch and not gotten up that day. I've been the guy who's curled up and said, oh, wow. I had to, God had to do a work in my heart. When, when Stephanie and I left that last ministry and the rumors were flying, you know, if they couldn't have us under their obedient thumbs and uh, the malignant form of narcissism, they wanted to, you know, be, uh, start a character assassination. But you know what I found out? You can't assassinate someone else's character when you don't have one. And uh, so we just need to trust God. Don't extend don't do it. Don't extend your energy in that way. Don't give any energy toward that. You know, this is the time that we look at these verses and we stay away from those men that'll be lovers or women of their own selves, the covetous, the boasters, the proud, the blasphemers, move away from them, exit, stage left, get away, get out. And, uh, and they're, un, you know, they're an unhun, unholy, unthankful group. And uh, we, we serve a great God. And, uh, you know, these people have a form of godliness, you know, they may stand up and, and quote Bible. You know what I've found too, Stephanie, some of the most malignant, useless, uh, you know, in, inbred narcissists that I've seen in this world, uh, they, they try to pull off this religious thing better than anybody you've ever met. 
Yeah. You know, but it's a form of godliness. Godliness doesn't bra- bring truth breakers. Godliness doesn't bring false accusers. Godliness doesn't bring despisers. It doesn't bring traitors. It doesn't bring arrogance. It does, you know, godliness doesn't bring that, Stephanie. And so yeah. that's got to be, and I know we ended up talking about 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 7, more than Proverbs, but I think, you know, as we went into this self-handicapping one, it always takes a minute because what always causes self-handicapping is doubt. And doubt always comes from that knuckle-headed narcissist out there, male, female. You can put your name, blank did this to me. And uh, you got to make a decision, is blank right or God right? You know, today's the day you got to say, God, you're right. It's not about this form of godliness. It's not about this truth-breaking liar, character assassin. It's not about that anymore. It's about serving a great and wonderful God, and that's what I've decided today's going to be. I think, and I think that's a daily thing, Stephanie. Yeah, it is. It's, and it's the fact that um, no matter where you are, um, I love the verse in Lamentations. I think it's Lamentations 3. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Yeah. And understanding that, yes, we are going to fail. We're humans. We are, we are incapable of being perfect. We are incapable of of on our own doing anything. And it's ironic to me that there are seeds sometimes what Satan uses via narcissists, via um, people that are, are, are willingly, or even maybe they don't even realize it, that are being used by Satan to try to destroy us with their words. Because in my case, that's, that's how it's come as far as this self-handicapping thing. But understanding that there's, it's ironic that Satan will throw at us stuff that we know is true. We know we're incapable. It's ironic to me that the narcissists view themselves as completely capable. And that's where it is so satanic, but understanding that that doesn't matter. We, we can know those things. So we come back to the fact that, yes, we're humans. We fail. We're, we're dust. But what's not ever given to us by those who love to get us in a position where we'll self-handicap and self-destruct, they never give us the hope that God gives us. They never give us the, the fact that because of who Jesus Christ in us, because he has said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. They don't give you the verse, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He'll never suffer the righteous to be moved. They don't remind us that God's mercies are new every morning. His faithfulness is there every day to give us the strength we need to please him, to give us the wisdom we need to please him. We're going through Proverbs and God wants to use these as we go through Proverbs, Job, Psalms, he's trying to give us the tools we need to say, look, I know your flesh. I know your dust. I take pity on you. I love you. I died for you. And I want to give you everything you need so that you don't have to deal with fearing. You don't have to deal with, because guess what? That's what self-handicapping is. We fear ourselves. We fear, we fear that we're going to fail. And God says, no, in the, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. When we have a fear of God, a love for him, a respect for him, and are seeking to please him, he gives us strong confidence to do what he's called us to do. And there it is, my friends, and it's God. You know, it's where we, where are we going to, what we put in, where are we going to get our input? 
that becomes our output. And we're going to get it from God's word. We're going to get it to listen to this podcast today. We're going to get it from talking about people who've dealt. And, and I tell you, Stephanie and I have dealt with this malignant form of narcissism that grows, and grows in families and grows in certain schools and grows in certain ways. And it's got this misogynistic, this egotistical, arrogant feel to it. And, and we're going to tell you whatever we can as we go through this narcissist thing. Boy, you're going to learn a whole lot. As we get through the book of Proverbs, we're going to go right into narcissism for like a year. We're going to talk about this with people. We're going to talk about it every day. We sure do love you folks. Listen, we want to be a help to you. If you need to get a hold of us and talk to one of us, make sure you look us up on our Facebook page, Helpful Wounded Spirits. Drop us a message and we'll be sure to look at that and get right back to you. We sure do love you folks. One other thing I want to remind you of, is certainly if you can help with this podcast and maybe uh, help with a month or a half month or even a cup of coffee's worth of money, go out to woundedspirits.com, give select that podcast thing it's about 200 bucks a month all in and uh, we sure do love you folks we hope you have a great day thank you may god bless you and stay away from those rascals out there bye-bye thank you for listening to our podcast today It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.